0: The numbers told the story, they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on Visa. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics.
1: Good Tuesday morning, too. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa F, Fubo, Sling Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay, producer number five and eight, the Grover Cleveland of producers. Uh, glad you could join us this morning after the performance art of yesterday. That was something else going through those uh, divisional round games. Uh, On the show today, Jeff Schwartz, former offensive lineman in the National Football League, talks to us about the divisional round. Also, of course, the championship games. More importantly, moving forward, we'll talk to Jeff about that. Uh, Steve Zabin, who is the greatest radio voice in the history of Washington, D.C., now uh, applying most of his trade. Still does some stuff in D.C., but does uh, most of his stuff in Milwaukee. He'll join us to talk... uh, the Aaron Rodgers state of affairs again we can bet on these things coming the offseason don't you don't you have an offseason fever yet jeff i know i do ready to bet on stuff random stuff where players will end up, but it'll tell us the uh, what he what his instinct is on Aaron Rodgers um, and all things about uh, his reactions to this past weekend of the National Football League. Greg Peterson, college basketball. Dan Bespris to go through a whole bunch of NBA awards with us as well. We'll do that. Jeff and I will give our thoughts on the championship games as well. First, though, Jeff, we have some time. We didn't have any time, you and I, to really uh, chat yesterday about any of this, but there's there's a few things. A swirl. One, let's start with, well, let's start with something that's not a swirl, but let's start about, let's start with Super Bowl MVP. Super Bowl MVP, which typically we will bring up before the postseason starts and we will talk about it like, okay, well, this is a, this is a great by proxy way to bet a Super Bowl champion. Meaning if you think the Kansas City Chiefs, just use the most simple example, if you think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl, Do you bet Patrick Mahomes to win MVP at whatever number was available then? We talked about it before the postseason started. That's just one example, right? Perhaps Joe Burrow, if you think the Bengals will win it all. um, Pick the team, pick the quarterback kind of thing. Now, there's been 55 Super Bowls. Jeff, special numbers game investigation reveals there has been 55 Super Bowls thus far. 31 have been quarterbacks. 31, including four out of the last five. Tom Brady last year. Seven have been wide receivers. Do you remember the last wide receiver, Jeff? Let's play some
2: trivia. Who's the last
1: wide receiver to win Super Bowl MVP?
2: Dion Branch, right? Julian Edelman. Oh, Edelman in the twenty-eight-three uh, game. Yes. Yes, not the not the uh, helmet catch game, the Tyree
1: Light catch, if you will, but the 13 3 win over the Rams well, that,
2: game. That's right. Where yeah. he, the only touchdown in the game was Sony Michelle. Correct. And yet Julian Edelman. Still won the MVP. That's right. I kind of erased that game from my mind. It was so <laughs> bad. Leaflet, by the way. Uh, seven running backs have
1: won it historically. Last one, last running back to win the uh, Super Bowl MVP. Your guess? Oh boy, this one. This one was to me. I'm like, wow. I, I'm I, I'm totally blanking. Here. It has been 23. Well, it'll be 24 years this year. Terrell Davis is the last running back to win a Super Bowl MVP for the Broncos against the Packers. It's incredible. Uh, And then of the remaining 10, nine were defensive players, the last of which was Vaughn Miller versus the Panthers, Super Bowl 50. And one kick returner, the great Desmond Howard gets the – Gets the Patriots when he was with the Packers, Super Bowl 31. So, anyway, that's how it breaks down. 31 quarterbacks, 7 wideouts, 7 running backs, 9 defensive players, and 1 kick returner. That's historically how the 55 Super Bowl MVPs, MVPs break out. But it occurred to me here before the conference games, the conference championships, that we have a fairly unique situation because typically you will gravitate towards the quarterback. 31 out of 55 have been quarterbacks. But with every single team here this year, Jeff, you have an interesting quirk because – with the Chiefs, obviously Patrick Mahomes exists, but you've got Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, who are household names to anybody that follows the sport. both of whom are 20-1 to 1 currently, two games out, if you will, from that award being presented. With their opponent, the Cincinnati Bengals, yes, you have Joe Burrow, but you have the presumed rookie of the year in Jamar Chase available at 40-1. You go to the NFC side... You have the great uh, story that is Matthew Stafford, but you have the presumptive offensive player of the year who just came off a spectacular divisional round game. Some people think he should even be high in the MVP voting. I don't think he will be. Cooper Cup, he's 8-1. to one, These odds courtesy of our proud sponsor, BetMGM. And then with the Niners, you have this perhaps the most stark example. You have Jimmy Garoppolo on the doorstep of his second Super Bowl in three years. I don't know that anybody's racing to bet Jimmy G for Super Bowl MVP before the fact. Obviously, you got to get your team in there first. That's one thing. But let's let's say you have the conviction that the Niners will get in. Keep in mind, he's got the great Debo Samuel with him, who is the star, is the straw that stirs the drink all year for the uh, Niners. He's twenty to one. Oh, and by the way, there's George Kittle as well at thirty to one. So I think we have this unique situation this year, where you have four teams. Where there are household names, really beyond the quarterback, and so Jeff, I, I kick it to you, and we sort of sh- we can meld this into sort of our conviction on the games this weekend. What would you bet here? This is pretty cool this year. Normally it isn't at this point.
2: Yeah, those Kelsey and Hill numbers are pretty juicy, aren't they? At twenty to one yeah. on both of them, where maybe you get Mahomes fatigue after winning the Super Bowl MVP two years ago when Damian Williams should have won that award for that game. I, I, those 20-1s to ones are pretty clearly, to me, the best on the board because those numbers will be, at a bare minimum, caught in half if Kansas City wins on Sunday against Cincinnati. The, the other ones are interesting. I think uh, you're right, by the way, that those are the best ones on the board. The, the San Francisco ones are fascinating mm-hmm. because what happens – if the Niners happen to win the Super Bowl in a game like what happened on Saturday?
1: Well, if the let's put it this way. Let's, let's put it this way. As we sit here now, I think what you're saying is correct that Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey represent the best value on the board. But if the Niners win on Sunday, and again, they're only three, three and a half point dogs to the Rams, the Samuel and Kittle numbers will drop massively as opposed to the Hill and Kelsey numbers. The Hill and Kelsey numbers will still be second to, you know, to Patrick Mahomes by some, you know, good margin. But I think the Samuel and Kittle numbers will really come down. They won't touch Garoppolo quite yet. You know, won't won't be the same number. But they'll be much closer to their quarterback than Hill and Kelsey will be to Mahomes. You'd agree with that.
2: Tend to agree. Do you want to take a, a, a 1,000 to 1 on Robbie Gold? Oh, wow, the kickers. What's that? What's that? McPherson's 500 or excuse me. I, I, uh, I I was reading the wrong column. Both of those kickers are both 500 to one right now. McPherson and gold. We've
1: never had a kicker be the Super Bowl MVP.
2: Well, here's the thing. You can't do that. Like the other three teams, you can't bet the kicker. Like Kansas city's not going to play a game where the, where, where Harrison Butker ends up being the most (laughs) valuable player. You would imagine yeah. that to be the same case with the Rams or Cincinnati, as good as McPherson is. But the 49ers, again, what happens if we get a game like Saturday, if the Niners were to win the Super Bowl, where their offense basically did nothing the whole game, their best play was a punt block, and Gold kicked a 40, a, a, a not. Particularly easy field goal. Again, the conditions won't have snow on the ground like there was at Lambeau on Saturday night. I love that we're throwing this around. But, <laughs> but that that, look, I know it's insane. I know it, it on the surface it seems ridiculous. They'd probably be more likely to give it to a defensive player than a kicker. But Well, because they heard, like, let's just go through a couple of historical comps Because there have been game-winning field
1: goals for the Super Bowl, right? Adam Vinatieri famously doing it with the Patriots against the Rams um, back in the day. Who won that? Uh, who won that uh, particular? MVP? I'll, I'll, that was, I'll
2: double check that, but I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty sure Brady won. Brady won
1: yeah. that one. I'm pretty sure. Yes, Brady did win that one. That's correct. Super Bowl 36. That was Tom Brady. And then if you go way back when, before our, before even my time, uh, Super Bowl five when Jim O'Brien won it with the Baltimore Colts, they gave it to the opponent linebacker Chuck Howley of the Dallas Cowboys. So you've had games won by last second field goals. You'd have to not only do that, you'd probably have to do it from 58 and you'd also have to kick a couple other 50 yarders in a nine to six game.
2: You would need a low. You, you need a lot to happen, but look if yeah the only team left in the field that probably is winning a low, low scoring. Yeah. Super Bowl would be San Francisco. (laughs) Also, of course, the other the second Vinatieri Super Bowl was also a Tom Brady MVP game as well.
1: Yeah. Well, kickers aside, back to the original point where we brought this up. So the the low hanging defensive player is Aaron Donald. He's the only defensive player on that board at thirty five to one. That seems about right. If you believe that this is a year where a tenth. Defensive player would get a Super Bowl MVP. Aaron Donald would be your choice at 35-1. to But I do think it's – I don't remember a year where you had all four teams, obviously quarterbacks being the more obvious choice on each, but where you had all four teams have a presumptive rookie of the year, presumptive offensive player of the year, a really marginal quarterback in Garoppolo who had Debo and Kittle, and then Mahomes, who always has his two Robins and Kelsey and Hill. So, I think there are, even with just one game before the Super Bowl, I think you have some viable options there. So, if you if I made you bet now, it's either Hill or Kelsey for you.
2: Yeah, I think so. I will also say Nick Bosa's 100-1. to 1. That's not bad either. Not bad either. Not bad either. The one interesting thing also with these odds from BetMGM, just looking at it right now, it seems that Jalen Ramsey's not listed. Hmm. That seems – there is a – Let's put it this way. There's a non-zero chance that Jalen Ramsey could win Super Bowl MVP in if the Rams were to get there. Heck, we saw Dexter Jackson win a Super Bowl MVP
1: Dexter Jackson, 20 did.
2: years ago now.
1: He did indeed for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, anyway, interesting to look at. Normally we would never before championship games, but for those reasons we thought it was uh, worth bringing up. Uh, Steve Zabin to join us from uh, Milwaukee. We're from D.C., actually, in reality. We'll also talk to uh, Jeff Schwartz on the NFL, some basketball with Dan Bresmus pro, college with Greg Peterson. Jeff and I kick around some more NFL next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
3: The Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on v the sports betting
1: network. Numbers Game proudly brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com and download the BetMGM app. It will take you but a few seconds. Then you bring your your state-issued ID to the state of Nevada. It won't take you but a few minutes to sign up that way. And then you're betting in Nevada. It's that simple. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Visit betmgm.com for all of that. Skill Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Uh, Steve Zabin to join us here momentarily uh, to talk some, uh, some Aaron Rodgers and to get his thoughts on the uh, conference championship games and all that transpired here this past weekend. There is this, this is the beauty of the NFL now, though, is that already, so after that divisional round, which it's going to be impossible to top, let's face it. So I don't know about you, but my brain is already clicking into a, to a bit of offseason mode because this offseason is going to be the props that will be available and some are already by the way but you hearken back to two years ago when Tom Brady was leaving the Patriots and everybody was trying to get ahead of where he was going to land and those who got ahead of that and bet the Tampa Bay Buccaneers futures not only got the best numbers but also saw that it cash obviously at the end of the season last year. So that was the ultimate way to do this. Now we're going to have a situation perhaps with Aaron Rodgers. All the writing seems to be on the wall about Aaron Rodgers, who said after the game against the Niners that he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild. The Packers are $44 million over the cap. More on that with Steve uh, coming up here momentarily. But the other stuff going around yesterday, we were on primetime action, Jeff, and this quote came out from Tom Brady. As a matter of fact, let's hear what Tom Brady himself had to say.
0: My wife is my biggest supporter You know, it pains her to see me get hit out there. And, um, you know, she deserves what she needs from me as a husband. My kids deserve what they need from me as a dad. And, um, you know, I'm going to spend some time with them and give them what they need because they've really been giving me what I need the last six months to do what I love to do. And Tom Brady,
1: 44 years old, on his future, either with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or sounds like not playing at all. So let me just... Let me just ask you a question here. That sounded to me, right, if you're to take him at his word or if you're to sort of catch catch the drift of it, it sounds to me like a guy who... Let's put it this way. Do you say that out loud if you're not going to retire? Do you do you say, oh, my wife and kids need me? So keep in mind, they're hearing all this, right? Giselle and all them, they're listening to it. Do you say that and then... <laughs> And then by action go, yeah, all that I said, uh, honey, there about uh, you guys needing me. Sorry, I'm playing football. I said I was playing to 45. I meant it. Goodbye. Going back to training camp. Or do you never, or, or do you just, uh, to me, you don't say that out loud at all. So then if I asked you, Jeff, what do you think? Because this exists. This exists right now. These are, this is bettable. Will Tom Brady retire before week one? Of the 2022-23 NFL regular season, there's a yes and a no on this. If I asked you to guess what the yes is, will he retire before week one? What would you guess the yes to be? Uh,
2: The yes is, to me, based off of everything we've heard the last 24 hours, has to be at least minus 350 on the yes. So I would have thought the same thing. Go ahead. What do you got? Plus 443. Whoa. (laughs) Okay. I
1: had the exact same reaction you did, because to me you don't you don't say. Hey, maybe I'm super duper naive, man. Maybe maybe he's just like, yeah, you know. Maybe she got mad at him, and, and she he's out there like, oh, they mean so much to me. He's like, I hope she's hearing all this, but in his heart, he's still like, I'm still playing. I mean, that could be very possible. The market doesn't seem to buy it. To, to whatever extent you can believe a, a small market the, like this.
2: The only thing that I will say, and, and Florio had this article yesterday, is maybe Tom Brady is trying to get enough out there where he can find a way to get out of Tampa. To another team? To another team. Remember the Bucks who returned all their starters last year? Mm-hmm. Half their starters are free agents. They have some... It's going to be tight on the cap to even get half of those guys back. Uh, look, maybe, maybe he's he's Brady's thinking. Well, I got my ring here. Maybe I can't win another one here. Let's see if we can stack the deck somewhere else.
1: I'd l- I liked your kicker MVP take better. Okay. <laughs> I, so, I, I, yeah.
2: I, I, again, I'm just trying to I'm just no, trying no. to think because no, I appreciate my my, it. my brain yeah can't compute Brady retiring. On a loss that happened like the way they lost, ended up losing in the end. Well, but I mean, in that game, granted, if, it was, if you're going to go out on a loss, that's the one to go well, out on. A 24 point comeback. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. But I look, I just, who knows? Maybe I just the fact that Brady is still effective and still a top three quarterback at 44 going into his 45 year old season. I just find it hard to believe that he's going to hang
1: it up while he still can play. I'm just thinking. Let's be real here. So let's say my girlfriend's mad at me. All right, let's say she's mad at me for something, right? And then I come in here one morning, she's like, you're working too hard. And I come in here one morning, Jeff, and I give a speech on, I give a speech on how, oh, she means so much to me, and I want to be, I want to spend more time with her, with her kid and all this stuff. And then, like, but I'm really knowing that I'm not going to change anything and I'm going to keep playing or keep, keep coming into work, like I would think I would have made the assessment in my head before saying that out loud, like, yeah, I probably shouldn't go public with that then because if I'm going to reverse course anyway, like I don't want to lie or mislead. So anyway, I was as shocked by that betting number as you are. I would have guessed, I don't know if I would have gone minus $3 like you did, but I certainly would have had a minus before it. On the yes, will he retire before week one? The yes is plus 443. The no is minus 675. Far away places. And then there's this other thing that happened yesterday. And again, this is all, some of it's bettable already, some of it will be. There was the Sean Payton news yesterday, Jeff, which I don't know if it was a thousand, I don't know if it was a hundred percent surprising, but it certainly there wasn't anything in the days before that necessarily made this report come out that it doesn't look like he's a lock to be the Saints coach moving forward. And where there's smoke, there's fire typically on stuff like that.
2: Yeah, This has kind of been a slow burn over the last yeah. few weeks where it, there was nothing. Usually you hear something like this pretty quickly after the regular season ends. You went through a whole week, and then the noise just continued to get louder and louder and louder. I look for New Orleans for just look at New Orleans's roster for one, Gil. Oh, uh, They're not close, and the fact that they ended up
1: nine and eight with four different starting quarterbacks this year, yeah, is maybe Peyton's finest work ever.
2: He, look, he, he look he could still coach. There is no arguing that he is an excellent coach. Uh, but look, Gil, it just, usually when you see these things, when it's a slow burn like this, yes, usually it amounts to something. Oh, something's happening.
1: Yeah. So if we see a prop and all of this comes down to, because all we care about is the betting, I like the Real Housewives drama of it all, too. Don't get me wrong. But it comes down to the bet for us. We, eventually, if this happens, we will see where will Sean Payton end up. Who's you know? What team will he end up as the next head coach at? Because neither of us think. Well, there is a rumor about him going to the broadcast booth, right? So that is always an option. There's a replace Troy Aikman kind of thing. Because where Troy Aikman would go, where to Amazon? Well,
2: there's this one rumor that floated out on Sunday night that Aikman would take the boatload of money that Amazon seems to be offering him to do Thursday games, and Peyton could slide in. But there's a lot of unknown with that.
1: Yeah. Well, okay, but there's that. But let's say he ends up as the head football coach somewhere else, not in New Orleans. And, yes, we're speculating here, but if, if our sort of our Malcolm, Malcolm Gladwell blink reflexes in here, when we've seen this happen before, and you said it really well there, Jeff, the slow burn of this makes it even more, it seems to make it a little even more inevitable that he's out. And then where would he end up, where if you were putting down the favorites for where he would end up next, Let me just give you a couple choices. Obviously, he's always linked with the Cowboys. He joined Bill Parcells and the Cowboys as an assistant head coach and quarterback coach in 2003, helped coach Quincy Carter, Vinny Testaverde, Drew Bledsoe to 3,000-yard seasons back in the day. He was a primary factor for them to sign undrafted free agent Tony Romo back in the day. So that's as far back he goes with the Cowboys organization. There's that, and then there's Miami where – the biggest surprise so far of this offseason with coaches was they got rid of Brian Flores, who had them, got them a winning record, won seven games in a row. So where do you put those? Where do you stack those two teams?
2: Well, the favorite for next year, if he were to step away, I would say the broadcast booth is probably where he goes. So by the fact of what we're going off of, I think you have to make Dallas the favorite because that's the job that is currently not open and could open next year after 1 year in a broadcast booth for Peyton.
1: So you think it's broadcast booth short shot. Yes. Dallas because they don't have a vacancy currently but 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 they might Correct. in a year. You <laughs> were anticipating that Correct. A Second, And Miami's interesting to me because again, they got rid of Brian Flores. So you if you're Stephen Ross, you have to make a splash to me. With who you're replacing Brian Flores with. You can't just like randomly pick. Wait, I mean, were they gonna just hire Nathaniel Hackett or somebody? The, the, you will have to back up the truck.
2: The one other one I wouldn't totally throw out, remember early 2000s, he was the offensive coordinator in New York. Wouldn't totally throw out the Giants either. Mm. But they seem so linked to Dable at this point that it's hard for me to not see Dable get that job. Yeah. Dable, who of course had
1: Josh Allen. Steve Zabin on Aaron Rodgers and the championship round games. Next, Numbers Game Vison the Sports Betting Network.
0: The Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
1: It is never too early to prepare for the big game, and we want to make sure VSIN is part of your plans. We'll be with you throughout the playoffs and then on the big game weekend. Hmm, big game. Wonder what they're talking about there. We'll have 56 hours of free video coverage on vsin.com leading up to our sixth count them, sixth annual live big game betcast. It is the biggest game of the year, so make plans now to join the Vsin betting experts before, during, and after the action on vcin.com. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the greatest voice in the history of Washington, D.C. radio, uh, but of course now plies his trade primarily at 97.3 the game in Milwaukee though he keeps his toe firmly dipped in the pool that is dc and of course he's the uh, host of the zabe cast which is a uh, zabe uncut i guess is the best way to describe that ladies and gentlemen it's steve zabin how you doing zabe
3: good morning thank you as always for the wonderful introduction and yes Welcome to our Packer Nightmare. It's in full swing right now.
1: <laughs> well let's let's start there. Give me the give me the overriding emotion of Packers fans.
3: I mean the fans are like, it happened again. It happened again. And there is shock and there is disappointment and then there's the undercurrents of the whole Rodgers situation which has been brewing for some time now. And, you know, the fans are split on Rodgers. There's no denying it. Uh, Many of them are like, I've had enough. Let it leave. He's clearly not into it. Me, I'm going to go down with a ship. I have said all along, I want to wear the wheels off of him, like Breeze in New Orleans, like Big Ben in Pittsburgh. We'll know when he can't play. I still think he's got at least two great seasons left in him, maybe more. But that's just me.
1: You you were always pretty consistent on the on the keep what you got if it, if the quarterback is good thing. I remember you had that sort of same take. Obviously not the same caliber quarterback, but you. I remember when the whole Kirk Cousins thing was going down in D.C., you were preaching to everybody yeah. like, what are you replacing this dude with?
3: Well, and and they've already cycled through three or four or five guys in Washington after Kirk, and you know as I call it, as you know, Gil, I call it the long walk in the woods. Many <laughs> yes. franchises embark upon a long walk in the woods looking for a a good quarterback, just a quarterback who can hold the job credibly for 16 out of 16, which is now 17 out of 17. That's a hard thing. There's only half the league does not have a guy that's a 17 over 17 guy, Uh I think. I'd have to look at the numbers on that. Um, but And to find a guy who is MVP caliber back-to-back years, I mean – People have got to get over the fact that Rodgers is not warm and fuzzy, that he is not Tom Brady screaming, let's go, that he is not, you know, this lovable sort of dorky prank master like uh, Peyton Manning. He is who he is, but does he deliver great football? The answer is yes. So what? Not in the playoffs. That's the problem. He nah. didn't deliver great football. He played a terrible game. Yes. A terrible game. He
1: did. Uh, but what does your gut tell you then? That he's out or that he's staying?
3: No, I think it's. I think it's over. I think this this uh, doomsday machine was designed to pretty much explode at this point of the narrative, and there's no stopping the clock. There is no uh, there's no John McClane to come in and stop this thing from blowing apart. There's too much momentum uh, towards getting draft picks back for a guy that's only one more year under contract. There is salary cap hell. There is the fact that Jordan Love is still super highly regarded, and he's waiting in the wings. I just don't see it happening. I think Rodgers. I think Rodgers wants to go. I think that's the the worst thing to happen to Packer fans that wanted to see Rodgers retire a Packer was Tom Brady having success in Tampa. Worst thing possible. It showed Rodgers this is this is doable. This is possible. You could have this great last act somewhere else where you will be the new shiny object for a franchise that really wants a great quarterback and you'll be beloved. And so, I think once Brady did great last year, I'm like, oh no, Roger's going to want the same.
1: <laughs> oh no. So last, last Rogers question, but you know, Steve, some of us bet on these kinds of things, like where might he end up? And, yes. and I'll ask you to play Aaron Rodgers' uh, psychotherapist here. Where do you think he would want to end up?
3: I think Denver's the place. First of all, you got to rule out all the NFC teams. The Packers will not deal them to the NFC. All right? So that's half the league out. And then the possible landing spots for Rodgers. You know, um, Pittsburgh I think is trickier for a number of reasons, but Denver just seems to make the most sense. And remember, Denver did this before with Peyton Manning. So they have the muscle memory of doing it, and I think the John Elway angle of it—you know—he he can be the guy that can sweet talk Rogers into, hey, trust me, you're going to be great here, and they're going to love you here.
1: All right, a couple, a couple thoughts from you. Overtime deciding the uh, the Bills and the Chiefs. Your stand on current overtime rules is?
3: I'm fine with it. I, I find that people complaining about overtime rules—it's one of the. Least interesting discussions you could have. It's a lot of people whining about stuff. Oh, it's not fair. It's not this. I mean, you know the rules going in. There's a way to take the coin flip out of it if you're still hung up on that, which I'm not, by the way. Uh, and that would be to just give home the home team the ball in overtime first and sudden death. There's your home field advantage. Well, but would it wouldn't be fair to the other team to not touch it. Hey, the overtime's not about being fair. It's about ending the game. You had 60 minutes of fair. Now you've got overtime. The game has to end. The people that want to play another full 15 minutes are crazy. These guys were gassed. It's a brutal sport. And, more importantly, Gil, what about television windows? Yeah. That Bills-Chiefs game, had it not been the last game of the weekend, could have gone four hours. And then what are you doing for the next game? Are you holding it up for the people in the stands? Or are you telling people, well, oh, the other game started, so you're not going to flip back and forth? I think it's dumb. I just I, – I, I grew up like you did with sudden death overtime based on a coin flip, and I was fine with that.
1: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. We did. Um,
3: you had, you would have – I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways you can slice it. I'm not saying – I mean, you, people like, oh, let's do this, let's do that. Never lose sight of the fact of it's a brutal sport and that more than four quarters of football is a lot to ask of these guys. And we're here to wrap it up in overtime. <laughs> wrap
1: it up! We only we only have a few minutes. So I want to get one more take of yours before I get your picks here, which is, you had a fascinating thing to say about the whole Cooper Cup gets behind the defense ending to the Rams-Bucks game.
3: I just think this league is still prisoner to its own stereotypes and perceptions of guys. And I said, if uh, Cooper Cup was a six foot one inch SEC lottery pick. There is no way in a million years that a defense would say, oh, we're going to have a safety try to run with him up the seam with the game on the line. But Cooper Cup runs like that type of player. It's just he's not from that. He's a lower round draft pick uh, from a smaller school, but he just won the Triple Crown. So I think they're just kind of hung up on these stereotypes. I mean, it's not really a white-black thing, but it is to a certain extent. You know, the white-wide receiver is still seen as a bit of a kitschy novelty of some sorts. Cooper Cup is a dangerous man. You do not leave him isolated on a safety. Now, Arian said, look, we had a zero blitz, and our linebackers didn't get the message. So they hung back, and they didn't give full heat. And that's an excuse. But still, it's not a great excuse. So that's that just my thought on Cooper Cup. I know he's respected. I know he's going to get some MVP votes. But, I mean, you know, treat him as if he was a first-round lottery pick from a big school, and then you'll be better off.
1: It's, no, it's interesting. it's interesting to me. Um, that, and, and good for you for, for voicing the thought not being scared to voice Perfect. that thought. Um, okay, the championship games then. Steve, you know how this goes. We want to pick seven points. Chiefs favored over the Bengals by seven. Your thoughts there.
3: Okay. Can I be honest with you, Please, Gil, please. you and I, my yes. friends, that's the first I've even heard the number. <laughs> that tells you the depth <laughs> of the despair following this brutal loss by the Packers. Okay, so it's seven. This is the first I'm thinking about it. It's. I'm sorry, who is it again? Chiefs,
1: Chief seven points over the Bengals.
3: Okay, sorry. I was to um, Yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs. <laughs>
1: That's what I thought you to say. Do I need yeah. to show my no, work? No, you don't.
3: I haven't done any work. It's <laughs> Tuesday. This is the first I'm hearing of the line. You don't have to I'm show your work. The
0: no, you don't have I'm, to show your
3: work. I mean, I love Burrow. I love Chase Young. I love, you know, Money Mac. I love the Bengals. But, my God, the Chiefs are relentless with their speed and talent. I'm going to lay the seven.
1: All right. And then the other one, this will be a little more difficult. We'd like you to show your work on this, though, sir. Uh, the Rams three-and-a-half-point favorites. We have about 30 seconds here. Rams three-and-a-half-point favorites. Might be able to find some threes out there hosting the Niners.
3: I love the Rams. I, I love the Rams here because, look, they're up 17 nothing, and then put their – took the foot off the gas, the Niners came back, credit to them. The Niners have been very resilient, but I think they are clearly the inferior team. And if they don't if the Rams just don't commit boneheaded plays like they did in that game against Tampa, they're gonna win this game emphatically. Division rivals, whatever. They're the better team. They're rolling. OD, Odell, Odell Beckham Jr. is starting to contribute. Rams minus. I love that one. That's my play of the weekend.
1: Wow. Emphatically, he says. Zabe, I love you. Thank you so and that's much. Me.
3: And that's me. I'm, I'm a Johnny Square player, you know. Public play. Take the favorites like a sucker.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Steve.
3: Except sometimes, the favorites win. All right.
1: Zay. you, Zabe, At Zabe, by the way. C-Z-A-B-E on the Twitter machine. Dan Bresper is to join us. Talk NBA awards.
0: Next numbers gave vista the sports betting network. At bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field,
2: The Numbers Game with Gil
0: Alexander on Vsin, the sports betting network.
1: BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game, and if either team hits a three-pointer, you'll win $200 in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code vsin 200 when you make your first bet. Plus, you'll earn M Life rewards that can be redeemed for rooms and dining at any MGM resort. BetMGM proud to be an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Download the app or go to betmgm.com and use bonus code vsin 200 to win $200 in free bets. Of a three pointers made in the game you wager on. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Skill Alexander. bunch of tweets to get through. People think we're naive about Tom Brady, by the way, Jeff. Let me just uh, preview the tweets coming up. <laughs> so we'll get to that. Ladies and gentlemen, he's got the best audio in the business. We also have the pleasure of having him on video. He's uh, the host of the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. and He is the – what is the new title? I can't even remember anymore. And the new it doesn't website. matter. It's Dan Bespris, it everybody. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. How are you this morning? I'm great. What's the new website name again? Sports ethos, sports And you are the, uh, the general manager. I don't know what you are there.
4: I don't know what I, it's yeah, not. It's, yeah. un- unclear. it's unclear. Grand poobah.
1: <laughs> what's the, uh, what's the hat today before we get into this?
4: You know what? I actually don't think this team exists anymore. Uh, this is the, uh, the chiefs. Maybe they still exist. I think, I don't, I don't know. I think there's a Peoria chiefs now, but I don't think this is what this one was. So this may be a, a defunct team. Someone might get this one mm, okay. uh, that I don't. I believe I got this as a giveaway at the baseball winter meetings one year. I didn't even know where it came from.
1: All right, man, with many a minor league baseball hat on different <laughs> minor league levels. All right, we we have got a lot to get through here. Um, let's start with the awards. Rapid fire. We start with MVP, which has gotten really fascinating, actually. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, glad we have the G up there on the screen in case you thought it was Tenasi we were talking about it. But it's Giannis Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo is at plus two seventy five. Steph Curry drops to plus two seventy five. He is going through the worst shooting stretch of his career. Embiid's plus three seventy five. The defending MVP Nikola Jokic, who many believe is the best player in the world right now, plus four fifty. Everybody else, including Ja and Kevin Durant, fourteen to one and thirty to one, double digits and beyond. LeBron's in there at forty to one. What do you think?
4: Mm. Mm. Yeah, man, it's tough. Now they have, they've really, they've moved it around. I, so I'm not going with folks up at the top. Cause that's, that's no fun. Where's the fun in that? Um, I don't think that they're going to go Jokic again, even though he probably deserves it at this point, he's kind of lapping the field this season. So he would be I mean, to say I'm not going to go that direction because I don't think they're going to do it again. That's not as good as it used to be. The, the voters are a bit more willing to go down that same path. So I kind of like Jokic, at plus 450. And if you go farther down the board, if the Lakers somehow turn this thing on with Anthony Davis coming back tonight, LeBron at 40 to one is not insane. He's having an unbelievable season better. I mean, this is the whole, like, why fade LeBron James ever. But at 40 to one, I'm surprised that it's that low. This is LeBron we're talking about. I would have thought there'd been a, a much larger premium on him. All right. Let's move on here to the next one. Um, oh, we are zooming. We're oh, we're, zooming we're, well,
1: I was going to say, here was, here was my follow-up. Like if Steph just all of a sudden started to be Steph again, he could still win this, right? Like it's oh, not yes. done for him. No, yeah, not okay. at all. All right. Not at all. How about defensive player of the year? Uh, let's go to, well, what are we? They just flip. They just faked me out. Let's do, let's do, <laughs> let's do, I don't know what we're doing next, but let's just say it's defensive player of the year. Uh, Draymond Green, no surprise, is the short shot for defensive player of the year uh, for the Golden State Warriors. He's at plus 100. Rudy Gobert, plus 180. Then Giannis, plus 650. Everybody else a long shot.
4: Yeah, it's not going to a long shot. Unfortunately, this one is going to be less fun. I would go Gobert over Draymond, although it does have uh, most of that handicap was going to be on health. And Gobert strained his calf. Now he's saying he thinks he can get back relatively quickly. That I think would flip this thing to Rudy's award. It sounds like Draymond is not coming back anytime soon. All the reports trickling out of Golden State is that I think the the term we heard last night was no light at the end of this tunnel. If Draymond's going to miss another three, four weeks, whatever it is, that makes it a much tougher award for him to win. If Rudy's out there for seven, eight, nine, ten games more than Draymond, I thought it was greens to lose. And this injury might be the way to lose it, but it's not going to a long shot. Unfortunately, that one's not sort of a hashtag. No fun type award in in terms of uh, betting value.
1: All right, rookie of the year, Evan Mobley is your favorite now the Cleveland Cavaliers. Missed a bunch of free throws down the stretch yesterday. Three of four down the stretch of that game uh against I believe it was the Knicks last night. Evan Mobley, minus two twenty-five. Scotty Barnes of the Raptors, five to one. Number one pick of the draft, Cade Cunningham of the Pistons, ten to one. Franz Wagner at eleven <laughs> to one. I just let him to say that out loud. <laughs> He's eleven to one. Yeah. The unicorn that is Josh Giddy at twenty-to-one for the Thunder. And then Remember the two guys, or remember the guy that was the uh, the sexy pick this off Jalen Green, forty to one. Chris Duarte, another one who was sexy, sixty six to one.
4: Yeah, no, we're not going all the way to the bottom of the board on this one. Green has not been nearly good enough. It's sort of too late for him to get it turned on. Uh, I would look at Cade at ten to one if he comes on in the second half. There's been a bit of a slowing from Mobley and from Barnes a little bit here, not not a massive one, but that early hype does help. All you got to do is get it going a little yeah. bit. Giddy is an interesting name. I feel like perhaps he flew under the radar for too long this season to to do enough down the stretch. Uh, I like, I like Kate at 10 to one uh, as an interesting one, mostly because, you know, he was going to be a favorite early no, it's a good and call. a slow start has pushed him down the board. Yeah. Let's do a couple
1: more of these and we'll get your picks for tonight. Rapid fire. Dano, most improved player, John ja Morant, minus two fifty. Uh, Miles Bridges is the only other one in single digits at six to one.
4: This one, this one pains me a little bit. I know we said this either last week or the week before, but Jaw was already good right. last year, and so <laughs> I, right. I, know. I, I hate that he's probably going to win this award because it's it's almost like we got to give him something for how good he is I this totally year. I totally agree.
1: Yeah, I totally. I agree. don't know.
4: That's crummy. Let's give it to somebody who actually took a giant flying leap this last off season. I feel like Darius Garland, Miles Bridges, Dejounte Murray. Desmond Bain has been unbelievable this year. Uh, I like all four of those guys and it doesn't seem like any are being given a chance to win this award if jock keeps playing the way he is. So unfortunately I don't know that you can go and make those, but I feel like those four guys deserve it yeah. more well, than Josh. Ja. I mean, we don't I, I, we don't know if the betting market is an accurate reflection, right? These are humans betting
1: on stuff, so I who knows, right? Though I I, yeah. I totally agree with you on Josh. Ja. Like I almost can see them presenting him this award, and he'll be like, "Are y'all serious? Like I really? <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> you gave me a most improved player award, uh, and one last one here. Uh, I believe we're on the last one." Uh, we didn't want to do the six man because Tyler Heroes minus 650 and everybody else is. I mean, Kelly Oubre Jr. is the only one other one shorter than 40 to 1. So, you know.
4: Yeah. Womp womp on this yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> was,
1: was there one more, Jeff? I think we're missing one on these. Yes. Coach? Coach of the year. Now, this to me is the most fascinating of the bunch. We did touch on this a little bit. Monty Williams, who a lot of people thought got snubbed last year when Tom Thibodeau won it with the Suns. He's plus 250. Obviously, the Suns, the best record in basketball. And now, by quite the gap, if you will, um, over the other teams, at least a bigger gap, let's put it that way. JB Bickerstaff, Bernie's kid, he's plus 350. With the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, Billy Donovan with the Bulls, plus 550. Taylor Jenkins, who we've spoken about uh, with the Memphis Grizzlies, third best record in the NBA, plus 650. You almost just want to give it to him based on that alone. The Memphis Grizzlies have the third best record in the league. And then Steve Kerr, the Eric, Sprol- the Eric Spolsters of the world. You know how that goes down at plus 750,
4: plus 850. Yeah, uh, I-, I paused where you paused, basically. Mm-hmm. I-, I love Taylor Jenkins at plus 650. And Monty Williams at the at as a favorite, uh, still at plus two fifty. That that's not a horrible number to get him at with the way the Suns are sort of boat racing the NBA right now. They are showing no signs of slowing down. They had this very brief early season finals hangover that they wiped out about nine games into the year, and it's just been a steam train ever since. So I kind of like the combination of Monty Williams and Taylor Jenkins because you you kind of hedge yourself one with the other. Uh, I think it's going to be one of those two guys.
1: All right, eight games, excuse me, nine games tonight in the National Basketball Association, including the Lakers at Brooklyn. Lakers favored by two and a half or three, actually some three and a halves. And then Dallas, who has uh, won, I believe it's 11 of 13, if I'm not mistaken. Dallas at Golden State, Warriors favored by three and a half. Any plays on any of these tonight?
4: I kind of like the Wolves actually on the road in Portland. Uh, Blazers have been playing better, which is a reason for a little bit of concern, but they are coming home. They haven't been home in 10 days. I believe this is a very weird scheduling spot for the Blazers. And if the Wolves get Patrick Beverly back for this game, that's a guy that changes the way they play. So uh, again, like with everything in the NBA, this time of year, you do have to wait a bit on injury stuff. He's a player to me that won't move the line, but should. We think we talked about this with Draymond Green a couple weeks ago. Guys that where it's not accurately reflected in line movement versus guys where when they're out, the line maybe moves too far. This is a not far enough scenario there. Uh, That Mavs Warriors game is a really weird one. Dubs favored by three and a half. It's the red hot Mavs. I don't think I can touch that.
1: Yeah, that's that's probably the marquee game of the night now. Uh, based on how the Mavs have been playing. So Minnesota is the play. Dano, appreciate it as always, man. Great to
4: talk to you. Thank you, Gil. I do love a good lightning round. (laughs) That was a lightning round.
1: At Dan Bespers, by the way, B-E-S-B-R-I-S on Twitter. Baseball, tennis, next.